0: Welcome to the Unit Report. My name is Troy, and I'll be your host along with my co-host Lucas. We are from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and we will talk about the world of sports, primarily the NHL, MLB, and NFL. Enjoy the show.
1: So we need to we need to figure out what we're passionate about. What do we want to do this on? Just
0: sports care. in
1: general, or something more specific?
0: I don't know. We get in general. I mean, Penns played tonight.
1: They did, and they traded. They made like the biggest trade since Kessel yesterday so that was
0: a decent that was a decent trade i mean in all fairness if you look like for first round drafts we've only we're giving that up but i mean we had who pull and like i think bo bennett was the first round i mean yeah. they weren't like terrible but like it's not great i feel like if this guy pans out because you figure that's what i mean crosby crosby and gino have what five glorious years left you have to win now, because eventually, I mean, eventually a rebuild.
1: Absolutely, yeah. No, I agree with that. This extends it a little bit, too, I, mean, I think. Yeah, but, uh, it helps. I, I just feel like, age. <clears throat> Let me see.
0: I just think we almost need to do with, uh, when was it, 16, whenever we got Douglas Murray and Mario in them here again, though? I mean that, that was, was insane. That was thirteen. Can, that was thirteen? 13? Dang, that, <laughs> that far back. Yeah. But, but it's like, oh yeah, I guess that has to be before they won the cup. But I mean, I mean that was a pretty good team at the end. That was so, a
1: great team. Um, yeah, they assembled. Yeah. That's what I mean. If
0: we can get a couple guys like like that, because there aren't a lot of guys aren't a lot of guys do I think contracts at the end of the, this year.
1: I think we got a couple guys, like, uh, we already locked up. I'm looking now. Let's see. Due at the end of this year is McCann. We have to re-sign him. Um, Dominic Cahun. he's going to want to upgrade, too, because he's playing really good. Um, let's see who else. Anthony Angelo, you can get him for minimum. Sam Lafferty.
0: It's not that bad, though. We don't have any any guys. It's literally huge because I think it was 2022 because they signed everyone in what, like three, four years?
1: Yeah, all the, all the core pieces are like are signed at least past the next two to three years. That's what I'm
0: saying is we have two to three years with this current team plus whatever rentals we get. So, yeah. Both, I mean, the, you, goalies, in all fairness, the. Good. Ahead.
1: Go ahead. I was just going to say both goalies are up at the end of this year, though.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because you have that Seattle draft, so I don't know. I think at this point you you almost have to sign Jari. I don't know because
1: the same thing that happened to Murray could happen to Jari. Where
0: I I guess, but I look at it this way: draft, Seattle draft comes around, right? You've Jari and Murray. Who are you protecting? Whoever you're protecting is the one you're giving the contract to.
1: Absolutely
0: because say that. you re-sign both you're not getting them the year after that is there, it's going to be the exact same thing that Vegas did to us
1: yeah I, and I, I think they're both going to want starter money so you definitely need to make a choice you can't you can't go with both again maybe for next year maybe you can do like a one year thing for both of them tell them like this is another competing year whoever wins gets the job maybe something like that but
0: I guess but in all fairness you're just going to sign send- Sign a one-way. Who's gonna sign a one-year contract? I mean, they're this young. If you can go, you, I mean, I just, I just think of it as where if you can go somewhere on a developing team, get a six-year contract out of that. I'd much rather go there if I'm in their position, because I'm guaranteed a job and a heck of a lot more money.
1: They're both RFA's though, so they're not gonna be like unrestricted free agents. They, we still hold their rights even if they don't sign right away.
0: I mean, yeah, but but I don't see how we can afford this. I, I don't know. I'm
1: thinking the most lo- logical way is probably they're both going to get like a cheaper one-year deal, and they're going to be told, prove it. And then after, I think it's next offseason, Seattle. So then we don't even have to, lo- we won't even be technically losing. Say Tristan Jari wins the job, Matt Murray, we can let him walk. We only have to protect one goalie. We don't have to uh, expose a certain amount. We just have to protect a certain amount you protect Jari, and then you have Casey DeSmith, who's still going to be under contract. He assumes his backup role, or if you really want to go after someone else, you probably can, but I think he's a fine backup.
0: Yeah, DeSmith's and- a good backup, but I don't know, you almost feel like that's what this year should be. Like, this year's where you prove if you're worth it, because they both, I mean, they both know they're in the same boat, and right now, I think is your number one man. Because at this point you have two starting goalies, and you just go. you and we have the luxury now of going by who's hot and who's not. So right now, say Murray's on a hot streak, or they're just trying to save Jari. You also have to look at it that way. Is you you we can't dish out two starting goalie salaries. I mean, there's no way. Between that and then you know like all the little guys, they're not going to sign for a league minimum. You're going to have to get them for more than that. So I say you sign Jari and then. Either a dish up the other money between the other few guys that want it, or b see where they want to go and then assess from there. But I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the projected cap is next year. But the only guy I think that's going to get big money from us, is like uh, that's 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 up next year, is probably Jared McCann. Uh Justin What's you, up? What's, that?
0: What's McCann make?
1: McKinnon's only making 1.25 right now, 1.25. So he's definitely going to want a good bit. He's having a hell of a year.
0: Oh, yeah, he's the, you're, He's definitely going to go for, like, three. He's going to go tough. for two it's and a half, half, three, easy. That's what I mean. That's going to be hard to save two goalies and afford that. Because what's, what's Murray making?
1: Murray's making 3.7. Tristan Jari's making 700 grand. Combined, they're only making, like, four and a half. But if you look around the league, some of these teams are make are spending like $10 million on a starter. Look at Bobrovsky. Look at uh, Price. It's not, True. It's not out it of matter. the round of possibility.
0: I, I think you're getting Jari for if you can get him for like four. If you can get him for four or five and keep him longer term, you're going to almost have to. Because there's no way you can do that. Because basically what you're going to have to do is duplicate the Murray contract. Because there's no I, way, Jar. I mean, dude went to the freaking All-Star game. There's no way he's taking anything less than four.
1: I'm thinking that it's gonna be kind of a, an identical contract thing. I think that I'm thinking like a one-year prove it, like four million for each of them, or maybe you can talk them into a, like a hair under four. But man, I I'm thinking it's gonna have to be a prove it because it makes so much sense. Because they don't what they had to do last time with Vegas is they quite literally had to um, they had to give up a second-round pick for Vegas to ensure that they were taking Flurry. I think they'd much prefer to have them walk than instead have to give up an asset to, to make sure that uh, he's the one going and not... Uh, I think Vegas threatened, like, oh, yeah, we'll take Brian Ross or something like that, which, looking back, would have been terrible because look how great he's been.
0: True.
1: Um, yeah, I think... I don't
0: know.
1: I just... It, it's a weird situation because... I think at the time I was pushing for, uh, I think Toronto needed a goalie at that time. Dallas, Calgary, those three teams were really in the goalie market. And they just held on to both of them. They held on to Matt and Marc-Andre. But this, this time around, I don't really, there's no obvious, like, answer to who needs a goalie. I think a lot of teams either have someone down the line or have a bona fide, like, fairly young starter that they want to ride with.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah. I just don't see how they're gonna say say both. I don't see how you get two of them to agree cause you know, I mean, the restricted free agent's only good until someone offers them seven million and we can't match it. Then it's useless.
1: Well, I don't think anyone's gonna offer either of them seven million though because
0: I mean no but like someone's gonna offer like, more than four. I mean,
1: not necessarily. I I think there's a good uh, look. What even happened with uh, Mitch Marner in the off season? I think one team offered him a one or two teams offered him a contract, and he's way more valuable than either goalie. Uh, I think because of the uh, the draft picks attached to being an RFA, I don't think they're I don't think they're valuable enough either of them to warrant giving up more than like a second round pick. And I don't know the exact – I don't remember what the compensation is, but Warren's a second-round pick at 2 100 RFA, probably around two and a half, three million. 3 million. So in that situation, you'd rather trade for them if you're in another team. You wouldn't want to uh,
0: offer sheet them, my opinion. True. What do you think about the David injury? Did you see it?
1: I didn't see the video. I I heard two to three weeks, they said. Uh, what What exactly is it?
0: I don't know. I see the video. so I'm asking you. I don't
1: know. Oh. <laughs> I mean... I, I don't think it's... I, I don't... I haven't, I'm going to have to look it up. Uh, but it does, it sounds like it's not going to be long-term. It's just quad injury. So...
0: See how it goes. I mean, you figure they're just going to make him skate. And I mean, pretty much the end of that. So...
1: Well, they're in an, an interesting situation because of how terrible... The Pacific Division is, is, and I think right now, as it stands, I'm not sure. With after tonight's games,
0: they're 15th they're, in the league.
1: Y- yes, but look at the uh, look at the standings in the Pacific. They may still be first. I think in the Pacific, I, if I'm, I might be wrong. First, or they're second, right but
0: behind but, Vancouver. They're tied with Vegas at 64, and they're all. It's a four-way tie between Edmonton, Vegas, Cal, Calgary, and Arizona. I mean, it's really going right? to come down to them because you you figure. No, for second, Vancouver's in first with 67, but everything after that's a joke. I mean, you have Anaheim with 53, San Jose with 52, and then I don't even know if you call the Kings an NHL team. But I mean, it's really just going to be the battle between the those top five teams.
1: It's all all the Pacific teams besides the California teams. All like everyone else still has a chance. How about Arizona? They took quite the hit. They were. Uh... They they were on a high. They acquired Hall. They gave quite the Hall to get him, no pun intended. But, damn, they've been I, – I don't – they're like – They're, two they're struggling. Their, they got some – In their past 10.
0: They have coaching problems. I like I coaching. I
1: don't, I don't think so because they were able to get so much out of the roster before – Uh, when before they had a lot of talent, before they had Taylor Hall – and uh, they're still battling a lot. That's of games. What I
0: mean, you have this, and, you have this talent, and you don't know what to do with
1: it. I, I don't, I don't know what the problem there is. I think they've been giving up a lot of goals. I also think, um, they've been out without their goalie. They've been out without uh, Darcy Kemper for a bit. I, I think he's still injured, and he had, he was playing over, way over his head. So that may be it, that they had their goalie that was playing out of this world, and now he's just not. Dennis, he's, he's, he's not there. On. He's injured. Yeah, he's still yeah. injured. I don't know what his injury is.
0: See, let me find it. Also looking at the standings, if you look at them, Arizona's played 59 games. Edmonton's played 55. So that's four fewer games for the same points.
1: I, I, rem- I remember I did see that. Yeah, that's concerning to say the least. It's uh, something. But with how inconsistent those Pacific teams are, I wouldn't doubt it. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Arizona ended first in the Pacific. It's it's that insane of how I don't know I don't see it. Well look, they're only three points back and from Vancouver they only have played two more games, so they're a hot if they get Kemper back, they're a hot streak away. They're they're a three game winning streak and like some of the other teams like losing a game or two here. Then being first place. It's such a weird situation where you look in every other division and they're all like highly competing. And these guys are all middling teams, but they're all they're all so mediocre that some, something's got to budge.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they're a little bit better and mediocre, but I mean, in all fairness, if you look at it, it's literally any of these teams can go on a hot streak. Because right now, you look at it, um, Vegas and Calgary are pretty much 500 in the last 10 games. Arizona has won two games in the past 10. And then Vancouver and Edmonton are coming up 6-3-1, so take that for what it's worth, but.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. And uh, like, and I think before this losing streak, before they had Taylor Hall, they were hovering around first and second. And I mean, considering they're only three points back, I know the games in hand is hard to look at, but uh, if you're just looking purely at points, they are really not out of it yet. And I'm pulling for them. I really like the team that they have there as long as they can stay healthy I think they have a good chance to get a little playoff experience. I don't think they're going to win it all by any means. If they win a round, i will be happy. But get the young guys some experience, and next year they could be dangerous. I think they'd be really dangerous if they can keep that core together. Taylor Hall probably is going to walk because he's going to want a lot of money in uh, free agency, and I just don't think that they're going to want to shell it out. Or he might not even want to stay, but I don't know.
0: We'll see. Welcome to free agency.
1: Let me see what this injury he has is. The Darcy Kemper, because that's the he had a setback uh, yesterday morning. They said a morning skate, but what this is – this it's it's a lower body injury. They're not. They haven't specified. They're never
0: going to say it. I mean, it doesn't matter. You do the upper or lower half of the body. They don't. I mean, unless you see it in game, it doesn't make a difference.
1: Yeah, with goalies too, lower body is the worst of the two if you're going for lower or upper just because you got to think about the way they stretch like is it groin is it leg hopefully it's not groin because that area with the way they, they have to move laterally and everything that that's going to be tough but they've had in the past few years they've had like still a pretty good team but they've had bad injuries especially in that uh, uh anti-ranta i think the past two years has spent a long uh, a long time on injured reserve. And now their guy that they finally got going, Darcy Kemper, who I, I thought was going to win the Vesna, up until like December so we got injured. He, now he's out, and they have Antti Ranta, man in the net, and a- someone named Aiden Hill, who I heard about I think like a month ago for the first time. So it's a weird dynamic with that team, but son of a bitch, I really want them to
0: do well. Yeah, I mean it's been it's been quite a few years for even a playoff appearance. More or less, I, I mean they never no up one, So I, think I don't know. Last time, I just I don't I think, think this is their year. I think you're almost too far out. I think the last he I mean last
1: time they w- went to the playoffs was in the east. They were in the Eastern Conference Finals, if I remember correctly. I forget who they were playing. In like
0: and what think, 2012 something
1: like that. So something like that, and I think they were. Uh, there's still Phoenix at that time, too. They still Phoenix Coyotes. Jeez. So that gives you an idea of how long ago that was. Yeah, 2012. Uh, they were in the Western Conference Final against uh, Chicago. And I think that's the year Chicago went on to win it. Oh, no, 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 no. Wait. Oh, no, no. This was against uh, the Kings. Sorry, they played Chicago in an earlier round. So th- that, that year, the Western Conference was between the Kings and the Coyotes. Damn, okay. That's the weird Western yeah, Conference final. Yeah,
0: that's two things that you never even think of now. That's crazy how that works.
1: Yeah, L.A. is down all the way at the bottom, but how about Detroit, huh?
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. Have, have an entire glance at that Atlanta Conference. It is absolutely – it is just so far spread apart. You've Boston and Tampa neck and neck. Then you have Toronto and Florida. They're like 10, 12 points back. I mean, the spread's huge here. You really have Boston and Tampa fighting for number one. Same amount of games played. Tampa has the better record, actually, but they've been hot lately. 9 0, yeah, 1 in, in the last 10.
1: Kind of came out, out of nowhere. State, it depends I mean, tonight, so. I mean, they have, they've always had the talent. I don't know what. How, I mean. I think, honestly, with what happened in the playoffs last year of them getting swept um, by the barely making it Columbus Blue Jackets, I think that hurt them, and I think that's why they were so shaky in the beginning of the year. I think it took until like the new year for them to literally just get on, and I'm looking at the TV right now, the replay of the game, and uh, he, uh, Vasilevsky was 17-0-2 in his last 19. So now after today, he's what? 2 I guess yep yeah. that guy hasn't lost in 20 games in the regulation
0: it's pretty good
1: that's that's a scary team if, as long as they can get that bad juju from the uh, from last year's playoffs away from them that is a bad team I do not want to face them in any round that's no the, it the seems problem.
0: like seems like ever since the big trades whenever the Rangers shipped half their team down there I mean they've been a uh, forced to reckon with ever since.
1: I think yeah, well they've always been talented, but I think that was definitely that helped them a lot and
0: yeah, that definitely that, helped pro- them in Stamkos and them. I mean, because you figure it was him and Duo Headman down there. That was really it for a while. So
1: from that deal, they were they traded J T. Miller, Pittsburgh native, to Vancouver, and he's doing really well now, but. They got a first round pick for him, so right now, they hold Vancouver's first round pick as well. So, not only do they have an amazing team, but they they're gonna have a good future too. Man, they they some but something's going right down there in Tampa Bay. I, they know what they're doing.
0: Yeah, they'll figure it out. I don't know, they got, man, Detroit,
1: they got older guys I don't know. Enough. I don't even know to do this team. It's gross, is what it is. They are historically bad.
0: I uh yeah I don't know it really seems like ever since their o nine o eight o nine cup they won and lost ever since like that team you know
1: yeah I Hedberg
0: think I think it's more it's, it's, it's more than
1: that though I think I think the fact that uh they needed to the rebuild because they went to, they were dragging out that uh that playoff streak record. For as long as they could with mediocre teams, they were barely getting in with a bunch of like mediocre teams, and then um, it, it caught up with them. Winning all that time caught up with them. It's kind of like what's going to happen with the Penguins here once Sid and Gino are like either too old or just they, they're done. You
0: just but, uh, you just hope it isn't this bad. I mean, th- this team's fourteen and forty. They have thirty-two points. That's unbelievable. Goal differential of minus ninety-six. They're two and eight in their last ten. Not enough
1: is being made about that's, Jimmy Howard. Yeah. Jimmy Howard, his record is two twenty-one and
0: two. I don't. I don't even know where you start with that team, though. I mean, do you start it? Do you start back and work your way up, or?
1: Well, if I remember correctly, I think his contract is done this year. Yeah, so I, let, don't look, I don't know. I don't know what their cap situation to too,
0: stuff, stuff is. So I mean, I don't know what their cap situation stuff is. If they have a bunch of guys that they're kind of stuck with, or cause you would imagine they—I mean, you'd imagine a lot of these guys they'd want to let go and basically start over. Because that's kind of what Buffalo did there in the past couple of years, and then they worked their way up, and now they're slowly setting back, but, I mean, Sabres are way better than what they were, like, five years ago.
1: Yeah, but, but they're, they're, they, they're having they're they're like a lot of progress there,
0: too. That's what I mean. They're still average, but they used to be Detroit, like, five years ago. You have some progress there, but... Well,
1: well, I think I think that year that you're referring to, they were, like, tanking... They were, like, taking tanking on purpose to get McDavid, because they knew if they were the worst in the league, they either got McDavid or Eichel. They didn't get McDavid, but they still got Eichel out of it, who is a top 10 player in this league, so you're not upset about that. But I was looking, I'm looking on Detroit's uh, cap-friendly page to see where their money's at, and they have some money invested in some young guys. They have a lot of long-term like deals with older players. They have three years left at $5 million for Franz Nielsen, the former Islander. Uh, they have Four years left for Justin Abdelkaer, who's a grinder, at $4 million. Darren Helm, still two more years. The only young guys that they have locked up long-term is Dylan Larkin. They have him for four more years. But everyone else, it, it, it's it's not looking good. I mean, I, I their GM is Steve is- Iserman. They uh, got him from Tampa. So I trust that he has an idea, but this is... This is a bad look, man. This is terrible.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're Detroit, I'd imagine you basically want to dump, keep your couple young guys that are somewhat promising, and you pretty much have to start over. Because I just yeah. don't see this as being a team that you like. Even I, I don't just don't see this as a team where even bringing in a couple guys is going to help.
1: Jonathan just, Bernier, on, on the other side of the Jimmy Howard thing, has actually played really well this year all things considered because he's on the worst team probably ever he only he has, he's only he has a uh, 289 goals against average which is crazy good considering what he has to deal with that hot, that hot garbage team that he's playing on and he has a 908 save percentage it's obviously not not phenomenal but the fact that he's doing as average as he's doing is amazing. Teams that need a backup, he's in, he's two years left, but if you if someone needs a backup, they should go and try to get him. It can't cost that much, but I think he's a good option.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll see. See how time plays out, I guess, but...
1: The, the guys coming up this, this year for them are Jimmy Howard. You let him walk. Uh, Mike Green let him walk. Erickson, Trevor Daly... Let all those guys walk. And then they got some of their young forwards coming up, and they're going to want to re-sign them, though. Anthony Mantha, uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, Robbie Fabry. A lot of these guys have performed okay. Enough to where you want to give them another chance and give them some pieces, because, my God, they are not... They have nothing to work with here. Yep.
0: I don't know. I mean, if you look at the... Uh, UFAs at the end of this year. It, it's looking pretty good. Miko Rampkin, he's a UFA for Colorado. Taylor Hall, Corey Crawford. Holtby's I I didn't think Braden Holtby was. I thought they signed him. So, I mean, you have quite a bit of goalies up there that they can pick from. Holtby, Justin gotta- Schultz from the Penguins.
1: Holtby's an interesting one because you, because they I don't think that they're going to keep him. Because they they have a similar situation as the, what the Penguins have. Would they he's, have a young, better goalie.
0: He's making six point one. So I don't know how you I don't know how you do that. That's that's gonna be tough. And they don't have Jimmy Howard's only making, making four. So true, but I mean, look, Detroit's paying Jimmy Howard four mil. So you know what I mean. If they want Holtby, you only have to cough up an extra what two?
1: Are you saying Holtby to Detroit?
0: I'm saying it's not a terrible idea.
1: I again though I can't think of a team that need. I mean they on Detroit might need a goalie, but I think honestly that they're just trying to be bad for the next like few years because they have. They're in a bad enough situation to where they can literally ride this out and they can get out of it with like three top three picks over the next three years. They could get like the. Top pick this year, and then like a couple more picks in the following years, and really do a whole Pittsburgh kind of thing where you get like you literally get like top picks in like three, four years in a row, and just ride with that core. Yeah, could be what they're doing.
0: Yeah, Robin Liner's also up for Chicago. He makes five, so that would be even smaller because Howard makes four. You're really closing the gap in there.
1: I think he's gonna. I don't. I actually don't know how he's doing this year. But with how he did last year, you have to. I think he. I think he wants a multi-year deal though, because he took a one-year deal in New York. Then he went to Chicago to take a one-year deal. Chicago's not doing very well. So honestly, they could look at trading him if they wanted to. If someone wants him for the playoffs, if someone wants a uh, either a very good backup or wants an upgrade. I don't know any playoff team though that doesn't have a goalie. Say Columbus, uh, that Elvis Merzlikens guy. I don't know. Yeah, he's been playing his out of his
0: mind. That's what I mean. I don't know. Columbus is just Columbus is an interesting situation. I don't even know what to make of that. It's kind of. So, I mean, you don't think this team would be this good for what what they have? I think I had my had them
1: either last or second to last in my uh, preseason predictions for uh, the Metro. I did not think that they were going to be very good at all.
0: I'm looking at UFAs for Detroit. I mean, if they really want to change it, you really can do it now. Mike Green's making 5.4. He's a UFA. Jimmy Howard's making 4. Jonathan Erickson's also making 4. So to do that math, you're looking at like 13 right there. You on know, yeah, Franzen's making four. I mean, that's a lot of space if you really do want to make a big impact.
1: Yeah, but Franzen and um, Zetterberg are on LTIR, so they don't count against the cap. But but yeah, he's gonna be gone either way. I see what you're saying.
0: That's a mean. Mm-hmm. They're gone. So but I I don't Trevor like Daly's three one.
1: I I don't know if they want to buy like in the free agency. I don't know if they would want to go after a Hall or a Holtby because I think they wanna be bad. I think give it a, like another year or two and then they'll go in and start buying. But they don't have enough good young players in my opinion that warrant them like trying to go for it. I don't think Dylan Larkin is somebody that like is a franchise center. I think he realistically on a Stanley Cup winning team, he's probably like a second line. That's I think wing.
0: he's a great second-liner. If you're, I'm looking at this like how this is going to add up age-wise because I'm in 2021 and they're not making much. I mean, you have Zetterberg on there and just a bunch of old guys. This is really the year where you can shut up all the old guys and really start between this year and next year. You're really going to lose a bunch of the seniority they have on this team. So I feel like if you want to go for it, you go for it now because if not, it's going to be quite a few years.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it
0: just, it just depends what they want to do. I just feel like if you're going for it, you almost have to go for it now. Because all the guys that they had where they were winning, you know what I mean, where they were a fairly decent team, they're gone. They're all too old. They're, most of these guys are up here in 30, between 36 and 40. That's what half of Detroit has four players between 36 and 40, five players. UFAs, it making at least three this year. Next year, I think they have two and then a couple in the 20s, but you figured they'd want to keep them. So take that for what it's worth. But that's a decent yep. chunk of money.
1: But if you look at their division, th- this probably isn't as relevant, but it's just something I've been thinking about, is that there's all these other teams that are like kind of young and on the up. And even if just if you look across the league – that no one really is, like, a solid, like, going to be bad for a while team. And there's nobody that is, like, definitely going to be, like, rebuilding. They could be that team, and they could easily, like I said, take up a couple of those top spots the next, like, two, three years and just ride it out. And it's going to be painful. It's going to suck for a while. But they they could come back in 2023, 2024 with some young vengeance. And there are some good guys in the next coming drafts. This coming year is Alexis Lafreniere uh, from Ramuski. That guy is going to be a freaking beast. If you can—that's obviously depends on the lottery. But if you can win uh, one of these lotteries over the next two, three years and get one of those franchise-like changing players, man, that's good. That's got to be worth it for them. I, like, I as a Penguin fan, I mean, I don't remember those years of pain before we had Crosby and everything. I was too young, but I gotta say with all of our success we've had since then probably worth it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It really just depends on what the owners want to do. Just, I don't, I don't really know what to make of that. It, it can go either way. Cause it's either a, you join the mix of like mediocrity where you know, you struggle for a couple years, then get, then get your feet underneath you. Or it's really, you're just going to write it out as to what it is. Get a bunch of caps facing. Just keep plugging away. Because this Seattle draft, in all fairness, is really not helping. This doesn't help anybody. Because you're no, getting no. these good players now where they're going to protect whatever they want. They're going to protect their best players. So even after, I mean, even if they're due for a contract, if they can keep them and then they can resign them, that doesn't help you either.
1: I think a lot of general managers are going to look back at how vegas went and they're going to be smarter about like the moves that they made they're not going to be giving up as many picks to protect uh players i think you're going to get to the point where uh if there's a pl- if there's a player that you really want to protect but you can't you just let them walk instead of paying like so many picks to make sure that they're okay because vegas got that good by accumulating assets and being able to flip players and just doing small moves like that, that that they're able to flex their muscle as being a uh, an expansion team and having that kind of power. I think if uh, all the GMs, especially the smart ones like a Jim Rutherford, are going to be like, yeah, we we messed up that the past one. We gave up a pick for them to take Flurry this coming time. Take you're only going to lose one player. Let them walk, and you, you keep on keeping on. Just move on.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at the Penguins now, now saying he's due contract. We look pretty good up until, like, 23, 20, is when it's looking like we're going to have to start dishing them out. Because 2021, 20, at least for now, it's pretty clean. They're not really going to have any work to do. Yeah, Malkin's due in 2022, 20, so is Latang. I'd imagine they give those guys money. But other than that, I think we're, they're looking pretty solid.
1: Yeah, all those guys that aren't signed past, like, 2020, 2021, I'd say all of those guys are kind of, besides probably McCann, but even, maybe even McCann, all those guys are kind of replaceable. Like, that's the kind of players that we move around and we interchange between Stanley Cups. Because those pretty are the much, guys that, yeah. that That overperform because they're in our system but you you pump them up, you let them go walk and get their money, and then you scout well, so you get the second, third, fourth round picks that end up being those guys. Look at a uh, Sam Lafferty, a Teddy Bluger, a Dominic Simone, all those guys that are overperforming, that when it comes time for them and they want a big payday, the Penguins are going to trade them or let them walk, kind of like a Connor Sheary situation. They're not going to sign them long term. Yeah, I mean, track. in all
0: fairness, it's kind of nice to have that amount of talent where you're able to do stuff like that, where you're able to let these, like, good second, third-line guys, you can just let them walk because you can easily make that back. So,
1: And don't, they don't even skip a beat. They just keep – Pittsburgh and Wilkes-Barre are, is a factory, man. They just – like, you could put anyone on any of those lines with Sid or Gino, and that, they'll perform. They will perform. Let me see here. I was looking at, I know this is kind of premature, but the one contract that I'm going to be not concerned about but interested in is up in 2021, 2022, is John Marino. What does he get?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, in all fairness, it's been one season, so I don't know how much I get. I don't know how much I would take that worth anything because this just could be a hot year.
1: He has been a defensive darling. That guy yeah. is so good at, at defending, like always around. He's, I'd say, he's our probably either first or second best defensive defenseman. Like pure, just defending. I like he's definitely better than Justin Schultz, Jack Johnson, Marcus Pedersen. You can make an argument. Ricola, he's definitely better than Ricola and Ruidl. Sumalin you could make an argument. Latang, I, I think defensively, I think Marina's better. So, this guy, if, if he's this good, this young, man, I... That's a guy I would not mind shelling out big money to keep, because if he's as good as he looks, he is going to be good for a long, long time on his defense.
0: Yeah. I mean, only really, only time's going to tell with this one, though. It just... Yeah. Uh, it depends... Because then you also look at that, and then you look at if he's hot now. Do you protect? I mean, I don't. I don't see how you protect him. So you see something out of him? Because if Seattle sees him up and running, he's gone. Because I don't. I mean, at, at this point, you're not protecting him. So I don't know. Yeah. I haven't, I'm looking around. I'm trying. I'm in Seattle, being able to pick. This is really messing with – this is really going to affect a lot of guys just with the way that the league is going so far. Because, you, I mean, if you look at it, you have a lot of it, – it's, it's pretty far spread. You have a lot of either A, they're really hot teams, or you're just, like, abysmal. There's really no one that's, like – there's a few that are in the middle, but most of the teams that are in between at least have a winning record. Or or their 500. So take that for what it's worth, but yeah, no, it's
1: the league is definitely very polarizing. Like if you look at the overall standings, there's there's tiers to this and it's it's pretty it, it's interesting because you look at the very bottom, standing alone in their own tier is Detroit. I'd say LA is on the verge of that, like an old team with a couple young parts it's going to be bad for in the next few years. I think L.A. has a better prospect pool though, than Detroit. So I don't even know if I'd put them in the same. And then after that, you look at Ottawa and New Jersey. Uh, New Jersey was supposed to be great this year. Don't know even what all went wrong there. That That's going to make for a great book one day or something because everything fell apart this year for New Jersey. Ottawa is on the up. They're still not great, but they have some players that are really overperforming their value, like uh, Anthony Duclair has like something like 25 goals this year. He's playing great. Um, Pajot, uh, their center, he's playing out of this world. Either of those guys could be traded, but I think that they should keep them. They're doing pretty well. And then right above that, you look at like all of the aging teams that are like about to be really bad. San Jose, Anaheim, Chicago. What do you think about those guys?
0: I don't know what to think of it because I'm just looking at the spread of where you figure who wants to start over and who's interested. If you look at it, really only the six and sevens in each division are only like I wouldn't even call some of them abysmal because most of these teams, like if you're looking, if you're looking at the Metro, one through seven's a winning record, and the Atlantic one through six is a winning record. In the Central, you have one through One through seven is a winning record. Chicago's in seventh at twenty-five and twenty-two, and then you go to the the uh, Pacific, and this is the one where you're seeing it's only one through five, and then but you have Anaheim at twenty-three and twenty-six. So I mean, it's not like you know what I mean. It's like you you don't you wonder some of these teams are going to be like, can we pick up or if are picking up a couple of veteran guys going to really change this team because you have a lot of a lot of teams, majority of this league's in the same boat. You're either on fire, or you're in that boat with a couple of players could put you up with the Penguins and Capitals and Boston, Tampa. I mean, really, for a lot of these teams, it's only going to take a few players or adders, adds or subtractions that really gonna do it. Because they're, I mean, they're really not bad, bad teams if you look at it. I mean yeah, the Rangers 58 points. The Rangers 58 points, they're 7th in the Metro. You stick them in any other league, you're coming in. If you stuck them in the Atlantic, they're in the 6th. If you put them in the Central, I mean, they're right up with there with Nashville and Winnipeg, Minnesota. If you put them in the, if you put them in the Pacific, they're fighting for the playoff spot.
1: I I think I think even a better one you could say is a uh like Columbus or Philadelphia, if either one of those teams were in the Pacific, they'd be in first right now. That's crazy. And, yeah. And, exactly. And there's, a, it just, and there's a there's a good chance that one of them doesn't make the playoffs.
0: Yeah. No, with the way that the the way the playoffs are structured, it, it doesn't matter. Someone, okay. yeah, someone's not going to make it. Speaking of playoffs, do you have a glance at what the MLB wants to do?
1: I heard they wanted to expand. Was it five to seven?
0: In each so season? I have it in front of me. So their proposal for the 2022 season would be: you take the two top teams. So, for example, if we went with last year, you would have the Dodgers with the best record in the NL. The Braves are the next. Are uh, yeah, the Braves. Yeah, yeah, they're the next top team. So then, how that would work is the best record gets the basically gets a buy. So I'm on board with this so far. So they get a bye, and then the Braves would get to pick who they want to play for. So you could pick who they want to play. So they would either they would get to choose between the Brewers, Mets, or the Diamondbacks last year. So they get to pick who they want to play, and then it, the tier just keeps dropping down from there. This is where I don't like it. Wait, they, not would a, they pick? Yes. So it, Are you sure it about went that? from. That's exa- I'm. I have it right in front of me. You would pick who you play. It's no longer like the seeds. You pick who you want to play. I like the whole. I, I'm with the whole. Expand it from. Expand it to get a couple more teams in there. But, but I. I don't like this. You pick who you want to play. I just don't think it's fair because. If you look at it, you could pick – to say you, even the Pirates get thrown in there. If you could say – and then – oh, this is interesting. Some of these games – if it's a – where is it at? You get to pick – so for some of these games, they're only played either completely home or completely away from what it looks like. There's no back and forth. Really? I just don't like it because it's like – so say the Pirates make the playoffs – Brewers come in number one, you could have the Brewers play the Pirates in Milwaukee. Now, look at those statistics. They're a business for the Pirates, at least. That's an easy series for the Brewers, so it's almost like you get the pick. I don't like it. I just don't think it's fair.
1: Wait, wait. Are you are – hold on. Hold on a second. Yeah. I don't no,
0: think, It's a, It's what it sounds like.
1: No, no. No, no, no. Okay, so here's the role. Two the – okay, so – where are you reading it from? Like, what article? What I'm on
0: Yahoo from? Sports. I'm toggling between Yahoo Sports and uh, um, NBC Sports Washington. Okay. Put
1: so, up. so CBS has it. And I'm. I'm going to read it real quick. I. I think you have it a little confused. It says seven teams from each league make the postseason. So you're so into more. So I'm. I'm, I'm on that with that. that. That's the top seven. So yep. It's not like they. I don't think you get to pick like a, like a crazy bad team. Is that what you're saying?
0: No, 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 no. But you you get to pick of the seven. Yeah, you pick the you could pick the worst of them. That's what I mean. I don't know. I don't know how I feel okay, about I, that. I, I, I thought you were
1: meant. I thought you meant like they could pick like any like the worst no, team. No, like like no, no, no.
0: It's in the playoffs. Okay. So once you get this group, once you get this grouping, you get to pick who you want to play. So it's no longer your. You know, one plays uh, uh, eight or whatever. You're not doing that anymore. It's so it's now down to all right. So who did? It's now down to do you want to play? Do you really want to play the worst team in the playoffs, or do you want to play someone that you've beaten the crap out of in the regular season? So you get to pick.
1: I'm I'm writing this out real quick because I I want to see how it would have worked. Um. And then CHC. Okay, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, so in this in this situation, I'm doing the NL here. La La would have gotten the buy, and then the next top team was Atlanta, correct? Yep. Yeah. So they would have got the choice between Washington, Milwaukee, the Mets, the Diamondbacks, and,
0: and the Diamondbacks.
1: Because it's seven, right?
0: Yeah.
1: So they would, it would be.
0: It's what this so
1: looks they would, like so i'm trying to think like, who would they have chosen in that situation who would Atlanta have chosen i don't know nationals brewers That's National what I, mean, I just
0: i just don't like this i just i don't know i don't like the system just because of how you can cuz you could either make the series the, you could either make the world series really hard on yourself by not picking the conventional like you just play whatever like the conventional matchup where one plays eight, two plays seven, or you can make this really easy for yourself because, say, it's a bad year for the league in general, and then you have a team, you have a really hot team like the Dodgers, they just go through and absolutely curb stomp everyone, and then they're, you now have a 106 and 56 team playing in 85 and 77 in the World Series. How, how do you think that's going to go? Probably very well. Los Angeles' favor if
1: you're if you're looking at it from that perspective where you're trying to like see how the uh, I don't know what is talking what are my devices is talking to me I thought I don't even know how Siri got on um, if you look at it from that perspective then I get it because then it, it makes the playoffs kind of not as fair I guess but if you're trying to make Life after the trade deadline more competitive, and you want teams that are that aren't as selling as much, teams that still are kind of in it. I kind of like it. I got to be honest.
0: Because trade I, deadline. I like the expansion. I like the expansion point of it. I don't like the picking part of it. It's like if they just expanded it and kept current, kept the current um, situation. Cool beans with me. I just don't like where you can because it's going to make this really easy for these great teams because you get first pick. So. Say whoever for uh first round comes around, Dodgers get to pick. I mean they're picking from seven teams. You just get to pick whoever, whoever Wait, I, I thought, you play best against. I thought the Dodgers got a buy I thought
1: Atlanta
0: round, but... second round second round rather sorry yeah because they would get a buy. So say they come around, so you're you're then picking from what four or no you're picking from three. Yes yeah, so you. Now picking from three, so I don't know. I just feel like it makes this really easy for the really good teams and almost impossible for the historically bad teams to play. Against. You know, the Dodgers or whoever. I don't. I just think it's gonna be a lot harder to see your, you know, seven seed comp- just if you you can rig it in this way where you know you play historically good against a certain team and not so great against another team. You're almost taking the playoff aspect out of it just because it's so you can really make it lean so far one way i
1: i'm i don't know why but i I, i'm kind of with it i think that it le it leads to the possibility of more underdog stories where you can get a team that was the seventh team in that like may have gotten a hair over 500 and if they go on a tear if you if they have like an ace kind of like Two years ago, whenever Madison Bumgardner, they where the Giants played him every game, every inning, they poured that poor man in, and he just won the World Series for them. You get a situation like that, and suddenly a team, teams that don't have a ton of money, that can't spend on a bunch of stars, you just have one or two guys that I think that can carry you to to the World Series or to at least like an ALCS and I mean, I'm I not, guess I'm not
0: but against it. Say you're on a hunt, I guess. Yes, but then you're on a hot streak at the end of the season and somehow make the playoffs. All right, Dodgers don't want to play you. So then you're one versus you're, uh, one versus seven or eight, however that ends up. You're not going to see that series anymore because the Dodgers aren't going to want to play the super hot team. So they'll just bump it up to the sixth spot or whatever, see what they're like. So you're never going to see this, the, this team that's been consistently great all season play this super hot team because they don't want to. It's way easier for them to play a higher up team, and then someone else is stuck playing your super hot team good in the playoffs. See what I mean? But,
1: yeah, but that leads to the better, that kind of matchup that you're looking for the super hot team against the consistently great team. That leaves that matchup for the later rounds for the NLCS or the ALCS. I guess. That, oh,
0: Until like you just the to curb stomp them. I guess until the number one team just goes to curb stomp them because they'll... I mean, if they're on a hot streak, hot streak's going to end at some point because if, really, if you're really struggling to make the playoffs, I don't see how you make it. I, I don't see how you make you're make. you going to make it all the way through that playoffs that hot. You're playing another month in everyone. At the same
1: point, though, you do need to give the top teams, the teams that win 100-plus games, you need to give them some kind of reward for doing that well. I, I think it shouldn't be like you shouldn't be making life harder on those top teams. If, if you do extra great and you have, you do a phenomenal, right. All 162 games, then you should get some kind of reward with, uh, for you should, like, if you, if you don't want to, if there's the worst team, but they're coming in super hot and you prefer to play a 93 win team that like barely won their division. What the hell you pick them and you, and it makes life easier for you. I, I I like it even as a team from as a fan of uh you know lower like low budget teams I'm I'm kind of into it
0: yeah but you're already getting the you're already getting the the home field advantage and you're already playing the uh, worst team by record that made the playoffs I just feel like doing that is going to basically give them a cakewalk because it gives one and two ultimate control until it comes down to ultimate control in the um in uh um, dang, what's that word? Man, what's your- one? What's the one under World Series? I can't think of what it's called. I just went blank. The ALCS. ALCS, yeah. That's what I, mean. I think, going can be a cakewalk because you'll end up having one and two. Because I, I, I just don't see your. I just don't see the upsets coming anymore. Especially whenever you're in the divisional round. Yeah. I don't know. I, I that. think it takes with. I I
1: don't think it's gonna get very far in production. I don't. I don't. I think there's there's enough in baseball. There's enough traditionalists that hate change. Like in general, where that something like that's not gonna get very far. I don't think it's gonna happen.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I just want to see what more of these players think of it. Because did you see uh, Trevor Bauer earlier and I think the past couple of days on Twitter just absolutely slamming the league.
1: Yeah, he called uh, Rob Manfred I think a clown or something like that.
0: I think so. He, he's pretty much going at doing what uh, AB did to the NFL. He's pretty much doing the same thing, same thing with the MLB. I don't know. I it doesn't seem like too many players have really talked about it, but. We shall see.
1: Yeah.
0: Alright, moving on. We'll move on the football. The XFL.
1: <laughs>
0: what are your thoughts oh. so far? I mean we're through we're through week one. They've they've had pretty decent attendance. I think it was between like 20,000. I mean it looks empty whenever you're sticking them in a fifty thousand seat stadium, but pretty bad pretty decent for week one. Yeah, I I'm um...
1: I'm pretty. I'm surprised. I. I mean, I thought it would do okay the first couple, first week, and there's still a lot of time for this all of crash and burn, but um, it seems like there's enough talent there, and there's not as much of a. Uh, I, I don't know what the right word for this, but like separation in talent. I feel like everyone is pretty much kind of on the same level. It seems like to where these games are still being competitive. You don't if you threw like a like a Philip Rivers or another like free agent NFL quarterback or not, not a Brady, he would never do it, but some, someone like uh Philip Rivers, James Winston, if you threw one of them in there, the league would be over. It's enough of like a mediocrity that makes it like interesting. Uh, and the way that they're doing things, I think, uh, they're doing a hell of a job promoting it and the interviews the, like right after they uh, miss, the kicker misses a field goal, they pull a guy over and they're like, Hey, you just missed a field goal. Yeah, that, that was shitty. How how do you feel now? Why'd you miss it? Like that kind of thing, the connectiveness, it's I think it's refreshing because it's something we don't get with the NFL.
0: Yeah. I think after that and then after all like the drama that the NFL's had in the past couple years I don't know. I think if you almost if you want to do something like this, now's your time to do it. Just because you have a bunch of people after the whole like political thing and everything else going on with the NFL. I think this is a good time for something like the XFL to really get going. I mean, you have eight teams to start with. They have Fox doing their – they're pretty good – like having Fox Sports do their thing, the whole on the field thing. I think people are going to like it. Cause I thought for sure when I was looking at it, like the gameplay would be almost at a college level. I mean, it's close to NFL. They, it's like legit professional athletes. They hit. I mean, it, it's a pretty. It seems like it's pretty legit so far. That I, I thought the attendance would really tell how this is going to work out, and it looks like they were showing like I think between sixteen and twenty thousand for it, so. That's pretty good. Now, I guess we'll see if this sticks around. Only Really, only time is going to tell with this. It just depends if the fans like it, if they don't. But it seems like so far, it's been a pretty good hit.
1: I I don't mean to interrupt you or change the subject, but I just got some breaking news on my watch. Uh, apparently, Jay Bomeester of the St. Louis Blues just collapsed on the bench during the Blues game.
0: No way.
1: I don't know what happened. I don't know if he got hit with anything, but apparently I'm was kind it? of Jay Bowmeister, older defenseman. Uh he's been in St. Louis for a while. He's a former Panther. Oh, there's a video, yeah, he just falls over. Did he really? And they're calling they're calling for help the players right away. Vince Dunn was right next to him. It looks like Alex Petrangelo was skating over. Did the camera on Petrangelo, so they kind of caught it in the corner, but man. And they're saying the shift beforehand looked nothing out of the ordinary. He didn't get hit or anything, so it must have just. So he just passed You it almost said
0: this is another Richard Peverly in Dallas a couple years ago. Because he went to what? Cardiac arrest right on the bench?
1: Yeah, I think they said the game, they postponed the game. I think the game's over for now. Yeah, it's going to be made up on a later date, but yeah. Wow. Keep him in keep him in your thoughts. That sucks.
0: Guys, thirty six.
1: Yeah, yeah, and he just he it took him a long time. He just won his first cup last year. He has a lot going for him. They have a hell of a team over there in St. Louis too. I didn't think they'd be as good this year. I thought they'd kind of fall back to earth, but man, they are. They know what they're doing. Hopefully, he's all right.
0: Yeah, I guess we'll see. Hopefully he's alright. I don't know. I'm looking at the Blues Twitter and this literally must have just happened.
1: Yeah, I think like the past 10 minutes or something it happened. It It had to
0: have been, yes. Six minutes ago they said it was postponed.
1: Oh yeah. Wow, crazy. Yeah, that's some things are bigger than the game. Sometimes, yeah. I, I think everyone's probably understanding of what's going on. You can't be doing that. You can't, you can't yeah. continue that after. Uh, you just saw one of your closest friends and your teammates going to battle with pass out. That's scary stuff.
0: Yeah, I could imagine. I mean, credit to the league for at least postponing the game. Because if you look at what, like, I mean, the NBA with Kobe Bryant dying Suddenly, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about what they did. They still had people, they still had teams playing that day and multiple players were just an absolute wreck. They even said in their coaches that they do not want to play this game, but they had to.
1: Yeah, I I, I saw, you saw a lot of that the day of, the, the day of especially. They were, because I it was, I think it was a Sunday or something. There were definitely afternoon games and this, this happened in the early morning. That's
0: what I mean. So, I, I don't yeah. know why. Why oh, you wouldn't postpone that. I don't know who possibly could go into the mindset saying, let's play a game after this just happens. I mean, it feels like mid-game, I guess, keep going, just because no one knows. But, like, you can't have players seeing this well before and then go and expect, expect them to go play a game for a couple hours.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. With, like, oftentimes, um, I, I feel like people are too critical of, like, the league's the big leagues but in that situation i think with it's not just an nba player this guy was an icon to everybody to like all exactly everywhere
0: way more than it was way more than sports you had people that had nothing to do with sports even just talking about what a great guy he was
1: absolutely yeah they they, they had moments moments of silence everywhere for that guy and uh exactly yeah
0: I mean, it, it, it went from outside the NBA too. You had NHL players putting his number on their skates. It it really went to everything. It, I think Absolutely. it made it down to college too. Yeah, I
1: saw um some soccer teams. I think over in Europe that even had, had moments of silence. The Pro Bowl I think was the was the same day. Yeah. They they had a moment of silence. Yeah, that
0: was that's crazy. Crazy just to imagine it like even an athlete can have that big of a I don't want to say fan base, but you could target that many people. I mean that's insane. Like you're in. having sports that aren't even that's I mean you're having European sports, they're even impacted by him. That's that should really tell you something about the guy, but Yeah.
1: I'm looking, I'm still on the XFL, I'm looking at their website, and uh, I I feel like they're missing, like, a location. They put two teams in Texas, which I kind of get, because Texas is so big on football. They have an L.A. team, a Seattle team, uh, Washington, D.C., obviously a New York team, St. Louis, which I think they did that just because the Rams weren't there anymore, and they have a Tampa team. I feel like they missed the opportunity of putting one in the Rust Belt. You know,
0: I don't know, cause I, I almost feel like what they did where teams were smart is cause you stick them where a a lot of people are New York and um like LA and stuff, and then you stick them where football's predominant, so you stick them in Texas. So I feel like if like if this league's gonna succeed, this is the best put This is where you're gonna do it, cause they only have eight teams. So I feel like it's almost smart. Now say ten years from now, and this thing's still around and produce. Sure. Keep going. I'm sure playing the same seven teams has to get old at some point, but I almost like it because I think you kind of have to start small with the eight teams where football's big and where people are going to show up where, before you can start expanding to the smaller markets where, you know, it's harder for people to get to the games or it's more of a risk. Yeah,
1: but no, I think the amount is good. I'm I'm just saying the three. I like there's three of these teams that I think I think you could have put one of them in like the rest of it, have it be Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Detroit. One of these middle, you know, eastern but, like middle kind of country cities, um, Seattle.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't, I feel like I, instead I about, of Tampa, I would have stuck one in Miami or something, but.
1: Yeah, yeah, but if you're doing it in Florida, why would you do it in Tampa? Maybe Miami didn't want it, but...
0: Who knows? I don't know. And don't know. D
1: D.C., I don't... I kind of get that, but I, I don't know. Is there, is there that big of a demand for more football in D.C.?
0: I don't know. I mean, they have the Redskins. I don't really know how great they team. are, but...
1: And Seattle, they uh, they have, like, a very successful NFL team. I mean, I, maybe they just wanted to have, like, a Northwest team. They kind of just painted the corners. It kind of makes sense. And then stuck one in St. Louis, two in Texas.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think this is really going to be a league of – because they've done this before, and it just it, – I think it's going to be, like, the Arena Football League because they keep coming back and – but I don't know. I mean, the NFL has had a lot of controversy in the past couple years. So if that's going to stick, I really think this is going to be now.
1: So you think that there's a chance that this uh, could like eventually expand to more teams?
0: I think if this sticks around and people start doing it, you're going to have to get away from the eight the eight team thing. And I wouldn't. Yeah. I I think if they can if they can if you can make it ten years or people attendance and people still watch us. I could see you start testing more markets this is where I think you're almost going to stick one in like this is where I think you could start dealing with like Philadelphia possibly Cleveland I think you can start expanding more but I, I just don't know how you're going to work with the cities because I don't know if you go with people with the uh, like cities that don't have an NFL team but probably could hold one, or you go with teams that have a bad NFL team and stick one there hoping to win the city over.
1: Let, let's play a little game. Let's say the year is 2026. XFL has had, what, six years, I guess five or six years at that point, a successful yeah. uh, a league. They want to expand from eight teams to 12. Who are your next four cities you think that should get a team? Because I have mine.
0: Um, um, pulling up a map. All right. Go, I'm go going.
1: First, say one, and I'll tell you like if, I, if I'm with it or not.
0: Philadelphia.
1: Well, it off It's on my list, yeah. Absolutely.
0: Cleveland.
1: I I put one there too, yeah.
0: Um
1: Detroit I did not put one there, but kinda of along the
0: same did line. Put Detroit. Um didn't and then you gotta stick something out west. I just don't know where you put it. I feel like if you slap something almost in like I kind of want to say, like, Charlotte, North Carolina. If if you had to go east, that's right, stick it. But if not, um, I don't know. I I guess I'm going to go with Charlotte because I don't really know where you would put it at West. You're, you already have L.A. and Seattle. I don't – Portland, maybe? There, there's an idea that I
1: put down for a West team. What? That – I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense, and that's San Diego.
0: Possibly. They don't have the Chargers. I guess, but then you have to look at how close they are to L.A.
1: If they have two teams, if they, if they have a Houston and a Dallas team, I think that they can handle having a Los Angeles and a San Diego team.
0: Yeah, but is Texas – yeah, but look at the Texas football market compared to the California. I don't know. The, the West, I feel like the West is significantly harder than it is to do than the East. Because the East is, yeah, I mean, you have decent-sized cities. I was going to say Phoenix, but I I don't know. Like I, I think they're going to struggle. It just doesn't I, seem I like anything can do good out there.
1: I just feel like uh, San Diego makes too much sense because they lost their team. Uh, there's There is a hunger there because whenever they were doing well... I think they I think like financially and like with fans and like attendance, I think they did alright. I just think they moved out because they didn't get a new uh a new stadium. Yeah. But
0: yeah. Like if look what, I guess um, the next question this would be another question. Are we necessarily keeping it to the US? I I didn't think of that. Do we want to keep it to the U.S. Like, what if we gave Montreal, Toronto, or like even go west and give like Vancouver or Winnipeg or something a team?
1: I don't know if they'll have if even by then if they'll have like the money and resources for that. I'm not sure. I I
0: mean, I I need some
1: more corporate sponsors for that. I don't think Vince McMahon can swallow that much money.
0: Yeah,
1: like putting a team there. He's two billion dollars. But what's what's the NFL worth? Probably like like can't count billion. it. I don't even know. the The average value of a team is three billion. So three times thirty two. That's like almost a hundred billion. So
0: this probably, is pretty interesting. So I I found a chart and it's the U.S. labeled by closest team by uh like relevance to how far people are from like a certain XFL team. The biggest gap by far is in like straight down the middle of the country. So I think that's almost where you have to go with Detroit.
1: Because
0: you have you have New York, D C, Florida, Texas split in half, then you already have LA and Seattle. That entire like mid middle part of the country yeah, that's what I mean. I don't, I don't know. I feel like Detroit's almost where you have to go. I I I don't know. I, I you know. have St. I mean, they have St. Louis, and that's it. I think Detroit's your next move.
1: Detroit, now, on my, Detroit now, or Cleveland or something. I was gonna say I we I kind of got mixed up in the San Diego thing, but for my four, I put down. Was San Diego. I put Cleveland, Philadelphia, and my fourth for like polarity. It was Minneapolis.
0: Possibly, I don't know. I, I don't. Think, I I think, just, think Detroit. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't like Detroit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't
1: know. It's a fun idea. It's a fun game to play. Yeah. Now what about, know, we'll uh, see as
0: time tells, who, but What
1: what about NHL? Who what's gonna be the thirty-third team?
0: Go back. What do you think? I don't know where else you get. I mean you have Seattle Port uh, Port Portland? I don't know, I'll give you Houston maybe?
1: I I've been on the Houston um
0: I don't know fans, like, for a while. I think you go to I think you have to go Canadian
1: Not if the Canadian dollar is as bad as it is
0: Yeah, but well, that's a completely different problem. Uh, I don't know, man. I think Quebec City is where you're putting your money.
1: It's going to the last time they put a team there, lost money. They ended up moving to uh to Denver, so it's gonna have to be a ri- somebody a rich owner that's willing to lose money and just wants to have a team there.
0: I don't know man. I mean I guess but the NHL wasn't is not nearly what the heck it is now back then.
1: Yeah. It it's still, you know, kind of like middling though because it's still not the NFL, it's still not the NBA, it's still not the MLB, it's still pretty solidly the fourth and Maybe soon the fifth if the MLS keeps going up as much as it has, but it's not it's still not as successful as it can be. There's this the sport has so much potential. Just I feel like there's so much that they're they lose on, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I I feel like there's almost a point of where the NHL is almost better for you to stop expanding because I feel like they saw success with Vegas that they're hoping for the same thing in Seattle, but you wonder how long they can keep this up. I almost feel like you need – I feel like you're bringing – you've given Seattle, so you get the 32 teams, leave it for 10 years.
1: I could see that happening.
0: I just – you know what I mean? Because I feel like they're going to go off because, I mean, I I don't think anyone predicted Vegas in the least bit. Nope. (laughs) Ever. Everyone predicted them to be what Detroit is for at least, like, five years. And then you get up and going. But I don't know. I, I feel like if you're the NHL, you get the 32, you even them out, and then you call it a day. Because at some point, you're eventually going to bring in – if you bring in six new teams – or, no, you bring in another, say, four teams, you have to realign the divisions. There's no way. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You're gonna have to do something. I mean, you almost have enough for another division, so I don't know how you would work that one out. But at least bringing in on um, Vegas and Seattle, you even it out.
1: Yeah, no, I I get that. I totally get that. I think part of the reason, uh, part of the thing with like them, what I was talking about originally, is like they don't grow the game enough. And part of that goes back to the Olympics. Which did you hear the news that came out about them not going to the Olympics?
0: What happened?
1: They had I, I think that it was I don't know if it's the NHL or the NHL Players Association, but they had a talk with the uh, the Olympic Committee, and it doesn't sound good. It doesn't no, sound like. Oh,
0: no, this is the same thing they did uh, two years ago, is
1: yeah, where like it, you think that they're playing like, uh, you know, like they're trying to, like nudge, like oh, I'm not gonna go, but then they'll end up going. But last time they just straight up did not go. So
0: I guess, but see, this is my thing with the NHL. You you would almost think that they would want that break, like they would almost want that break, like for the players, since they're giving everyone that mandatory week off anyway. But you would almost yeah. think they'd want that exposure that worldwide exposure of having, you know what I mean? Cause you're having, you're having like North America and you're sticking them up against, you know, European league, Russian league. You're having all those guys play together in, in NHL's number one. You don't think they want everyone to see that because I mean, in all fairness, the NHL is a business. So you'd think that free exposure they would want.
1: Yeah. Ex- especially with, uh, the Olympics being in China this like for the next winter Olympics, that's a billion over a billion people that aren't exposed to hockey that you get them as fans. And because the NBA did this, the NBA got a ton of Chinese fans from having Chinese players, which NHL just doesn't have. But if you can show how fun that game is in China, you, if you get 1% of the, the Chinese population or the Asian population to be fans of hockey, you're set. You you make billions of dollars just from that. It's, it's yeah, an that's concept.
0: That's what you would think, is you have these brand new teams, you know, give them some fans. But I, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Batman is. I don't even. Batman's just. Batman's been doing, doing his own thing for quite a few years now. We'll put it that way and leave it there. But.
1: Think about how good an American Olympic team would be with Gensel with with Matthews. Think about how good like, good Canadian team would be with McDavid. Like we haven't been we've been robbed of that those opportunities because they've been stubborn.
0: You're now sending World Junior people. I mean, and it's like yeah. the KHL does it. I mean, you're you're basically taking college, like. Like college level athlete and sticking them up against their NHL. Yeah. It, it's just I don't know. I I just don't see how from like a marketing perspective you you wouldn't want that. Absolutely. I'm trying to find something else with Bo Meester, but.
1: I oh I should have updated you. I found out they said that he's awake and he's on his way to the hospital. Last I heard. So he's awake.
0: I'm breathing. So you know that's always a good thing. But oh, did you I, hear? Did you
1: did you see anything about the Carlos Beltran uh, his involvement in the sign stealing thing?
0: I I did not. I don't honestly. I don't know what the heck they're gonna do. I don't know what you do in this situation because they still won, but they cheated. So I don't know how you handle this.
1: Apparently this just came out like in the past day or two. They said that, um, uh, Carlos Beltran basically kind of, cause he was a veteran on that team. He kind of pushed the issue. Like he helped, uh, keep the, uh, Science stealing program that they had, he kept pushing for it. He kept saying, like, this is a good idea, guys. Trust me. This is, we need this. This is going to help us a lot. We're going to win if we get this. So basically, that's the reason. Because if you think about it, no other player from that team has been punished. It's only him because of, uh, no one really knew why, what it was for. But it's because now he was the one that was pushing for it. And I guess the manager, uh, AJ Hinch, the GM, they allowed it. Now they're both gone, and Beltran's out of a job that he didn't even get to start, really.
0: I mean, I, I guess, but the real question you ask is, is it enough? Because there's still that championship banner, because you have to look at it this way.
1: thing right
0: there um i started to can you hear me
1: i I can hear you now but i i last thing i heard was here's the thing and you're talking about the banner but we didn't i i i think i missed part of it it must have cut out
0: 10 years from now they'll still see the banner flying and no one's gonna remember the whole science dealing thing or at least it's nearly not going to be so you wonder What could the league possibly do? Because I still don't think this is enough. I mean, you get to say that you were the champion. So, you wonder at what point do you revoke, like, I don't know. Do you revoke the title?
1: I, oh, I don't know. I Because you cheated,
0: and you said you cheated. Yeah. Man, I don't know. You know what I mean? Because I don't think this is enough. I think they have. I don't know. I think you almost need to get all the players that were involved with it. Yeah. Is it all fair? If other teams do it, what, what's the worst that happens? Your GM and your coach are out the door. Boo hoo.
1: That, that's a good point. I didn't really think about, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think that they're gonna reprimand like all of the players because that there's so much, especially the guys that were like some of the guys that are on that team, like George Springer, Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman. Those guys mean so much to the league because they're such big names. I don't think they're going to do anything drastic to them, even though they maybe they should. But, yeah, it's an interesting question. I don't think that they're going to take the title away, away either because there's going to be arguments made that they could have won without it or they did a lot of the uh, winning without it and it, it was just but maybe okay. a if, little bit. If I don't you know. You could have
0: won without it. Why didn't you do it without it?
1: I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. It helped. I... I same thing with like using pine tar. I don't know. Happen. I don't know, man. I don't know. I I wish it didn't happen at all because I, I like I was really a fan of those teams. It's it's weird now. I think we're about done. I don't know what else to talk about.
0: Yeah, go with me. All right. Good night. See you. Bye bye.